0: go get it hello and welcome to our podcast digging deep i'm roberta walker and again you are lucky enough to have just me today and uh michael will be back uh next week but um like i said i am all yours and guess what i did this morning i learned to play pickleball Pickleball is the number one fastest-growing sport in the U.S. In fact, right now there are over 5,000, like 5,500 courts throughout, you know, the communities, um, in gated communities, open communities, parks, all kinds of places, and it's just really fun. I've heard about it, and I, um, in February, I don't know if you remember, I broke my, my foot my leg and um, that's healed, and my knee was kind of messed up because of the atrophy of being in a cast. However, doesn't matter. I could still play. I put on a um, a little knee brace and off I went. And so I want to tell you a little bit about all the different things that we could do in our backyard, and a pickleball court is one of them. So a pickleball court is 20 feet wide by 44 feet long. Now. The difference between that and a tennis court, a tennis court is 78 feet long. So a pickleball court is, um, you know, a lot shorter. And the game is really fun. It has the same markings, but it's kind of a cross between ping pong and tennis. You're using paddles that um, they don't, they're not webbed. They're they're flat and you're using like a heavy duty wiffle ball that's got a heavier gauge than a normal wiffle ball. So it takes a little bit of, if you're used to playing tennis, you have to, and this was my problem, understand that when the ball bounces, it's not going to bounce to you. You've got to get your body to it. But it's a short game. So if you've got knee problems or other things going on, it's okay. You're not running an entire 78-foot court. And I just had so much fun doing it. And it's really fun to play doubles. So I want to talk about... Um, using your yard to have, um, to play in. There's so many different things. And of course they depend on how much room you have. So another very popular sport or game is bocce, bocce ball. We have, we call it bocce ball here. Um, In France it's called bowls, B-O-U-L-E-S. And that's a French word for balls. And then there's pétanque. And there's a a, a difference between um, Patanque and bocce, not a huge difference, but one is thrown um, overhand, you could throw and bowl, that's patanque, and bocce, it's usually underhand, uh, palm facing up and more of a bowling. Um, If you're gonna play bocce, there's an official bocce ball court size, which is 13 feet wide by 90 feet long. A lot of us don't have that kind of length in our yards, and so for home, Um, it could be 12 feet by 70 feet, or it could be whatever you want (laughs) because it's your yard and you're designing it. So, um, so bocce and petanque, that's, that's, again, that's kind of a, geez, I don't know how many bocce ball courts we put in this last year, but a lot. So it's a wonderful thing to do. And also it's a community thing to do with your neighbors. If you have a, uh, um, the court at your place. Now, another, um. I'm going to talk about the design with all of these but let me just go through the list here so horseshoe pit now i suck at horseshoes but there are people that are really good at it and um a horseshoe pit is usually um six feet wide by 30 31 feet long again you can shorten it the pit itself is like three feet by um 72 inches or 36 by 48 three by four or three by five That's the pit at the end. If you like to play badminton, that's a 22 foot wide by 17 foot long court. And um, if you do a half basketball court, which I have put in many, um, that's a 50 feet wide by 47 long. A full court is 51 wide by 84 long. At home, you could do a 21 by 25 and it'll be fine and then um cornhole is really fun also and again you could put that you know for kids you're going to put it at a shorter distance but it could be anywhere from 40 to 45 feet long eight to ten feet wide croquet could be whatever you want you know croquet you're setting up the wires and hitting the balls through those wires so basically what you need is an uninhibited path you know that you could bop the balls around. So let's let's go back up now to, um, to bocce. So if you have the space or you have a space like that, a bocce ball court can be made in many different ways. It could be made inexpensively or you could, you know, really spend the money. And um, the easy way is to cut the area out. And remember, we we're talking about, let's say for home, a 12 feet wide by 70 foot length. Okay, so what you're going to do if you have grass there right now, if you have dirt, you're going to you're going to cut down about three or four inches in that long rectangle. And then, of course, you need to border it with something and the balls have to be able to be contained. So you could use um, pressure treated wood, four by fours, six by sixes if you use wood. I saw a very fancy one where they used a thin steel border around it. Again it came up um, four to six inches high and then they did another one outside of that about six inches away like like a frame. Imagine a picture frame but they filled it with crushed rock and that way the balls sat on top of the crushed rock when you weren't playing. That's very fancy. Um, You could do it with wood, you could do it with a concrete curb and or you could do it with um, pavers if they're smooth on the inside and then the filling The easy way to do it is um, decomposed granite. So decomposed granite clay, if you get really fancy with the professionals, it's crushed oyster shells and sand. Most people are not going to go there, but um, it's pretty easy to do. If you just use dirt, know that in the winter, uh, if it rains, it's going to get pitted and um, that's going to inhibit the roll of the ball. So decomposed granite is probably your best bet if you're doing it Um, at home, locally, and um, decomposed granite, there's a way by adding in the two stages of putting it in a liquid stabilizer. They come in big five gallon jugs, and as you tamp it down, it becomes a little harder surface. So I always liken it to a a Rice Krispies treat. You know, it's just, it's like solid, but you could still crunch into it anyway. That'll keep the DG lasting a little bit longer, um, and I don't know how much longer, but um, decomposed granite, it does harden as as it rains, but also over time and um, rolling on it and walking on it, you're gonna have to refresh it probably after about five years, depending on how much um, traffic goes across it. And it can also grow things. So do put weed barrier down under the decomposed granite. So let's say you've cut the rectangle out, out of the grass, out of the dirt, you've bordered it with one of the borders that I spoke about, and you've raked everything inside so it's smooth. Then you're going to put down weed barrier, barrier, and then you're going to put your decomposed granite. And whether you choose to use a stabilizer or not is up to you. Works both ways. But again, if you're putting in decomposed granite without stabilizer and the other way, you still need to tamp it down and water it so the clay in it. helps bind it. Okay, so that's bocce. Now, when people are coming to play, um, you need a place for them to sit, right? Because someone's up, someone's sitting, some people are spectating. So make sure that on either end, there's a place to sit and a place where the balls go. There's also a rack that you could put in the middle. You could build a rack or build a board that scores. So don't just throw in the rectangle, make it a destination where people can sit, enjoy. If you're eating, they can bring food, they can watch. You know, make it a place to go. Um, some people put little overhangs at either end. That way, if it's really sunny, there's a cool, you know, shady place to sit. So it's up to you, but consider consider doing that. Um, horseshoe pit, those are usually outdoor no nothing overhead and um, again what you want is a space long enough where there's not a tree in the middle or anything blocking that and very often um, the pit is sand and the inside could be dirt it could be dg you could be fancy or you could be rough the main thing about that is having the the required pit size and the required length and then of course the stake and horseshoes So um, you don't need to get so fancy with that. Badminton. Badminton is nice to play on grass. However, we are in a terrible drought and um, it doesn't have to be on grass, but it it would probably be on dirt unless you make a a regular court, which you can with decomposed granite or a clay substance. And um, I don't think you'd even have to border it. It would just... um, where 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 you've done cutting. If you were using clay or decomposed granite and you cut out that area, and then you put weed barrier down and you put the decomposed granite or the clay and you compacted it, that's it. You don't need to border with anything. And it's a fun game, very fun. We used to play when I was a kid. I haven't played in them. I don't even want to tell you how long. All right, half basketball court and bocce ball. These are asphalt or concrete surfaces, okay? Don't do clay, don't do grass, um, because if you're playing with a wiffle ball, it is not gonna bounce at all. Tennis, you know, the the really fancy Wimbledon courts are clay or or a sod, but that's very different. So um, if you're doing a basketball court or a bocce ball court or a tennis court, those are all asphalt or concrete surfaces. And um, you're gonna set the post. The bocce ball net is lower than a regular tennis net so um, you could go and google everything to get the specs on that but i'm here to tell you it was a lot of fun and i plan on playing more Um, i'm finally at a place where i can um i can exercise i certainly can't ski or do anything like that not that we have any snow but um i could ride a bike and now i could play pickleball now um cornhole so cornhole you know i played i was just not too long ago Down in Puerto Vallarta, at this restaurant by a by a stream cut into the mountains, it was really something. And the whole restaurant was basically sand and picnic tables, and then the cornhole was set up on top of that. Doesn't matter what surface you have because you're not doing anything that's going to roll. You're throwing a beanbag across a distance, so it could be set up anywhere, on dirt, on DG, on grass, on concrete. So I'm sure. if you've visited a pub that has cornhole out in their back area, um, it's just on concrete. So, And it's a very, very fun game. You can make the boards or you could buy the boards. And, of course, everything gets fancier if they're playing in a more competitive way. Um, and then croquet, like I said, it could be dirt or it could be grass. Obviously, it cannot be concrete because you're setting up the little wire loops to, to hit the ball through. So um, it could be decomposed granite as well. Just depends on how dedicated you are. Generally croquet, you know, you bust that out when the kids come over or when friends come over and it's something to do, but it's not something that you would leave up all the time. Like if you built a basketball court or a tennis court or a bocce, um, once you build those, they stay in position. Not so with croquet. You could, um, you know, rearrange everything. Now with all of this, I would say it's really important to have a water fountain close by. Um, You could do just the very basic one, which is hose water, except if you are in an area that has recycled water. Remember if those are purple pipes, that is not potable water, so you want to make sure if you do do a water fountain that it is drinkable water, okay? It's very important. Um, where we're at in uh, Sacramento and uh, in into the county up to El Dorado Hills, a lot of that is recycled water and there's very special pipes. Generally the pipes for irrigation are white PVC. Those are purple, which should be a red flag to tell you that, that is not, it's not drinkable water. It's not been through the filtration process that our drinking water's been through. So pay attention. Um, I talked about seeding. Having an area to watch people play or to, let's say, if you're changing partners and some, you know, half a team is sitting and the other's not, it's nice to have a a destination wherever this court is, wherever, whatever kind of court you're doing, make it, you know, make a nice path that gets there and, you know, a place to sit. Then there's lighting. Lighting on courts. If you're doing a half basketball court or a tennis court, you need real lighting, court lighting. That's a 110 light on um, one light or two lights. That's tall and overhead, illuminating the entire court high enough. So it's not creating shadows for you. There's going to be some shadows, but, um, those are bright, bright lights. And if you're going to do a regular tennis court or, um, half basketball court where you're going to play at night, you're going to, you're going to need, um, that kind of light with bocce. Um, Again, you want to illuminate it, but you know you could do something simple. you could put um four by four posts, let's say every ten feet down uh, both sides, and then <clears throat> excuse me, then you could put bistro lights zigzagging across the top of the bocce ball court, and it'll illuminate it gently. you know it's not a bright white light like a tennis court um but you don't need that, so you could do bistro lighting above, which is really nice. You could have footlights as well along the edges, but that usually a footlight, a one, uh, a, a low voltage footlight, um, is only going to cast about a six foot diameter circle. So use path lights along a path to get to your bocce ball court. But if you want to, you know, do something simple, then consider doing bistro lights above it. Uh, badminton don't play at night. Don't bother <laughs> unless you're going to spend the money to illuminate the court, unless you're really dedicated badminton players, then you could go ahead and again, you're gonna need overhead lighting that's strong um, to get rid of shadows. And uh, cornhole, not a big deal, you know, you could just, uh, you could set up little tiki torches or bistro lights again, um, depending on the area where you do it. The main thing with all of this is having some things to play in your yard. When friends come over, I mean, it's, I mean, I love to go over to friends and drink. That's my (laughs) drink and eat. That's one of my favorite things to do. However, I love to play as well. And um, if you have a nice big patio, um, having a ping pong table is wonderful. Obviously Um, you could do that on any surface. It's just, you know, when you have to go chase the ball. So if you're doing it uh, in the garage and you have a sloping driveway, it's a pain every time you miss the ball. You have to run down the driveway to get the ball. So a flat surface is really nice for ping pong, but it's such a nice community thing having any of these options to play. If you're entertaining and you you, you know before you eat, after you eat, or, or the kids are playing while you eat so you get a break, just consider putting something in the yard that you can um, enjoy as a sport. And any of these are um, enjoyable as a sport. As far as the position goes, that depends on your yard. Again, to have bocce, petanque, um, horseshoe pit, you need the length. I have done shorter ones, but even the shorter ones were in quite large yards um, because it's going to take up space, obviously, and you need you need room for that. But um, some of the others, badminton. Um, Cornhole, uh, croquet, ping pong, you can usually fit those in, and I highly urge you to do that because um, it's a wonderful thing and it's a wonderful way to use your yard. I mean, your yard is great for entertaining, for cooking, for gardening, for growing vegetables. If you have vineyards, it's you know for that, and now adding the element of playing and sports is just one more way to really use your landscape. And, you know, we have great evenings here. Even our days that get to 100 or over, which we just finished, the evenings are um, in the 80s and then go down to the 70s. This is total T-shirt weather. You know, uh, we're the envy of the Bay Area even, if you can imagine that, because they're foggy and cold. Not a lot of outdoor stuff going on in their yards um, because, uh, you know, we're sucking in all the heat and they get the ocean Uh, fog right off uh, of the water, so I urge you to use your yards, and uh, my yard is completely planted up, so I can't put uh, any of these things in. However, um, so many parks, now most parks have tennis courts, but more and more they're adding um, pickleball courts, and very often they'll take a tennis court and put blue lines that delineate the court for the um, pickleball, right on the tennis court. The only difference is, is the height of the net. And um, it takes a little practice if you've been playing tennis um, because you're, you're not hitting with a webbed um, racket anymore that's got some bounce to it. You're hitting hard with the paddle. But fun, very fun. And so many people, if you watch them play, there's laughter going on, everybody forgets you know, the score. The score is scored the same way um, ping pong is scored, not like tennis, there's no love. Uh, 15, 20, nothing like that, um, but really fun. So I urge you to get out and play and hopefully play in your yard. Well, I've gone on and on. I like this total stream of consciousness all by myself. Um, and I hope it's helpful. Next week, Michael will be back. And I don't know if he's played pickleball yet, but we can ask him when he comes back. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm Roberta Walker, and this is Digging Deep.